LA Kings GM Rob Blake speaks after firing head coach Todd McClellan. We'll break down what he had to say and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Hope you're all staying safe out there with Stormageddon going on here in Southern California. As for our LA Kings, they are now in their bye week after the All-Star break with an extended rest, which will hopefully allow them to refocus after their struggles of late and the firing of head coach Todd McClellan this past Friday. Today, GM Rob Blake held a 30-minute press conference to address the firing and the naming of Jim Hiller as interim head coach. For the rest of the season, we're going to go over what he had to say. But before the press conference, I jotted down a few questions I hoped would be asked and answered. Uh, I was not able to attend the press conference because of my work schedule. Um, and for the most part, they were all asked and answered in some form or another. So I'm going to give you what my questions I wanted to have asked. And then we'll give you the answer to those questions, even if it wasn't directly those questions asked. You'll understand what I mean as we go along. So the first question is a clear, obvious one. Why was this time the time to fire the head coach when two weeks ago you said you were not considering a coaching change? And uh, Rob Blake answered very simply and very succinctly, quote, we haven't played well since then, end quote. Uh, he also went into the schedule of games a bit, talked about giving up leads, talked about not liking the direction it was going. He even said that the win over the Predators uh, that they didn't play well. Um, in his opening remarks before he took questions, he did say that um, this move was made in an effort to correct the way the team has been playing of late, the offense, the defense, the overall game. Quote, individuals and the team have not been up to the level of our desired needs. End quote. So, I mean, translation was Rob Blake didn't want to make this move. He was hoping the Kings could fight their way out of it. He had the press conference, kind of the mid-season address of the team, and obviously he was asked about a coaching change, which I have talked about for a while, uh, and I'm not the only one. And um, clearly his hope was that it didn't have to come to this point, but at, it, at this point it clearly needed to be made, and even he had to accept that fact. Um, another question I would have asked was, how do you expect the team to respond to this move? Um, this was obviously a kind of a layup question, uh, and and they were so he did, wasn't really asked this, but the response obviously would have been to play better and to win. Uh, he did say several times going forward that this, this team will be judged on wins and losses, and of course the question is, well, how else would they be judged? Um, this question I really was looking to get answered, and this was the one question Rob Blake completely dodged. 
My question would have been, were any other coaches outside the organization contacted or considered? Now, the question was asked more in a financial way. Uh, Eric Stevens from The Athletic basically was asking, you're paying, you're paying Todd McClellan $5 million this year and then $5 million next year to not coach this team. Would you, did you go to ownership and did they give you the financial flexibility to go out and hire another coach you're going to have to pay multiple million dollars to? Um, and Rob Blake, again, completely dodged the question. He said, quote, twice, uh, Jim Hiller's our head coach. Jim Hiller's our head coach. So he did not answer the question at all, leaving it up to interpretation. Obviously, when you name an interim coach, that's someone you're already paying. There's no extra salary to have to be paid out. So uh, you can judge for yourself what that answer means because he didn't answer it. Uh, You could certainly uh, speculate that ownership told him, no, you're not allowed to go out and hire another coach that we're going to have to pay millions of dollars to. You're going to have to figure this out within house. That's, I think, a reasonable assumption uh, because he didn't answer the question. So there, there you go. Um, he also added or was asked, did ownership have any role in the coaching change? And he said pretty emphatically, no. And the quote was, I hired Todd and it was my decision to fire him. So I do tend to believe Rob Blake when he says that ownership didn't you know, call him on the phone and say, hey, we got to do something, fire the coach. I, I don't believe that did happen, but I also think with his non-answer answer of whether he was allowed to go out and, and find another coach, uh, I think we can read between the lines there that that's a possibility that ownership told him, no, we're not paying for another coach. You're going to have to hire someone within the staff to do this if you're going to make a move. So my next question would have been, why Jim Hiller? And maybe it's because of the financial situation, but um, Rob Blake did say that Hiller's familiarity with the team and his experience coaching at different places was part of the factor why it was him. He also added the team would be looking to bring in another assistant coach from outside the organization for a bit of a different voice and perspective. So uh, obviously an assistant coach is not going to cost as much if you have to go out and get a Craig Berube, but maybe they were willing to say, yes, you can bring in another assistant coach. I don't know how much this guy's going to get paid, but uh, according to NHL insider Elliot Friedman, Former Ottawa Senators head coach DJ Smith is going to be joining the Kings as an assistant with Jim Hiller and Trent Yanni. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with DJ Smith, he was a head coach for the Ottawa Senators for several seasons. He was fired this season, um, and he does have a relationship apparently with Jim Hiller. They were assistants together in Toronto. And look, it's always nice to have another set of eyes and ears who has been a head coach at the NHL level. That said, Smith wasn't a very good hook, good coach at the NHL level. Um, I did reach out to one of our colleagues here on Locked On, uh, Ross Levitan, who does a great job co-hosting the Locked On Senators podcast, to ask him about DJ Smith. And he said, quote, about DJ Smith, had a tough time making in-game adjustments, never seemed to hold young players accountable when they made mistakes, and it felt like he is lack of detail and structure, or he didn't have a he had a lack of detail and structure to be a top-tier NHL head coach. As an assistant, though, I think he's perfect because he has amazing people skills, is a motivator, and will raise the vibes around the room, end quote. So again, that was Ross Levitan, who is really uh, does a great job covering the Ottawa Senators. He says DJ Smith, not a great head coach, but he thinks he could be a really good addition to the LA Kings as an assistant coach. So um, that was a uh, fairly glowing endorsement there. Um, a follow-up question that I would have asked uh, about why Jim Hiller was do you ex- what do you expect to be different with Jim Hiller as head coach? 
Um, the actual question that was asked was, do you think Jim Hiller is going to make any changes to the structure of the team, the lineup, where guys are going to play, that kind of thing. And Blake said that the front office gives recommendations to the coach, but in the end, that he allows the head coach to make those final decisions. So that's obviously going to be a big question to ask Jim Hiller in his introductory press conference coming up on Thursday. Uh, Blake did say, quote, Jim will have a different approach in all aspects. And he also later said, quote, assistant coaches are good at staying in their lane, but when they take the head job, those things come out more, end quote, as far as his kind of stamp on the team. Um, Rob Blake also mentioned that more than once that everything Hiller does will be different because he's a different person than Tom McClellan. Uh, I would have asked, what do you expect from the team after this bye week and how can this extra time off help? He wasn't really asked that question, um, but he he was asked how the team could be different from a strategic standpoint. Would they stick with the 1-3-1, things like that? And again, he basically deferred to Jim Hiller. And again, those will be big questions asked coming up on Thursday uh, when Jim Hiller is introduced as the Kings head coach for the rest of the season. We've got more on what GM Rob Blake had to say in his press conference. Also an update on Victor Arbitson's status. That coming up here next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. We are heading into the stretch run of the NHL season, and the Kings are hoping to make a playoff push. But regardless of where we are in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you do is pick whether studs like Austin Matthews or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less then there's sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves if you pick goalies, plus, minus, and more. Uh, it's not just about the NHL as well. You can play daily fantasy sports with the NFL and the NBA, which are going on right now. Of course, the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, to win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You're be Kings fans. You could win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nailing your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code Locked on NHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availabilities. Uh, let's get back to what head co- or, excuse me, general manager uh, Rob Blake had to say in his press conference today addressing the coaching change with the LA Kings. And obviously, there were other things asked of him as well. Um, one of the questions I would have asked Rob Blake is Pierre-Luc Dubois giving you what you wanted when you acquired him. Actually, the question that was asked about Pierre Dubois was a better question than mine. I, I believe it was Andrew Knoll from the Daily News who basically asked, if you could do it all over again, would you still trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois? And Blake said, maybe obviously so. Yes. He said, quote, this is a team we built to make the playoffs. Individually, there are numerous players that have not been up to their potential, including him. But the team overall needs to be better, too, end quote. Uh, Blake was also asked about Arthur Kaliev's season and his future in L.A., and he said, quote, it hasn't gone well for him this year in and out of the lineup. We had higher understanding of where we he would be at this point of the season, but it has not worked out that way, end quote. Blake was asked to follow up if he thought Kaliev was unhappy in L.A., and he said, quote, I don't think anyone is happy when they're not playing, end quote. So that will definitely be a follow-up question with Jim Hiller, Coming up on Thursday, not just about Arthur Kalia, but I think about Brant Clark, about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Will any of those guys be getting more ice time? Uh, will maybe Pierre-Luc Dubois be moved to the wing at some point? I know Rob Blake was asked, where does he envision him 
as far as Pierre-Luc Dubois, he said center. But that doesn't mean, again, he said he hands it over to the head coach to make those final decisions. So if Jim Miller feels that moving Pierre Dubois to the wing might get him out of his situation that he's in right now, get him to be a more productive player, I think you have to look into that. Uh, certainly, I would hope it's going to be asked on Thursday, is Brant Clark going to get more ice time going forward? We got a Brant Clark update on some stuff he did at the uh, AHL All-Star game coming up. Uh, and also, uh, you know, like Arthur Kalia, it seemed like he was in Tom McClellan's doghouse. Is he now out of the doghouse? Does he get a fresh slate now that he's playing under a new head coach? All things that, that definitely need to be asked coming up on Thursday. Uh, one of the things I would have asked Rob Blake uh, if I was there, uh, is there an update on Victor Arvidsson for his return? Uh, and that question was asked, uh, and we got a good answer. Now, the last time Blake spoke to the media, which was the mid-season report card kind of a, a press conference, he said that Victor Arvidsson could come back around the trade deadline, maybe a couple of weeks sooner. Now, the trade deadline is March the 8th. A couple of weeks sooner would have been like two or three weeks from today. Um, but Rob Blake said Victor Arvidsson is expected back at practice on Thursday, this Thursday. Uh, so that obviously is great news. There have been conflicting reports about when Victor Arvidsson might be coming back. And I had said on a show recently, let's wait until he gets back to practice before we start speculating. So if that does hold true, if he does return to practice on Thursday, then definitely he's ahead of the timeline that would have put him a couple of weeks ahead of the trade deadline. So um, he still needs to practice. He still needs to kind of get up to speed. But it does appear at this point, Victor Arvidsson will be returning to the Kings lineup a little bit sooner than we all expected. However, there was also news on Blake Lazat where Rob Blake said it looks like it's heading in the direction that Blake Lazat will be put on long-term injured reserve. If that is the case, those of you that were hoping to see more of Alex Turcott, that's a positive for him. Looks like he'll be staying in that fourth-line center role going forward if, in fact, Blake Lazat's going to miss even more time. However, the downside of that is if the Kings might have been looking to trade Blake Lazat uh, at the deadline, um, then that might not be an option now because, obviously, he's not healthy and nobody's going to trade for a hurt player. Uh, another question I would have had for Rob Blake, is there any consideration to making additional moves to shore up the goaltending position? Now, the question was not specifically asked about a trade involving goalies, but there was a question asked about uh, trading a player of consequence if things don't change. Me reading between the lines, I think that's obviously a reference to Matt Roy. That is a player of consequence. Um, and Rob Blake answered, um, he said, those are always options that are on the table. Uh, he said, but we believe in this group. So again, read between the lines. He's saying that's, that's a possibility if things don't change. Uh, Blake was later asked specifically if he's worried about the goaltending. He didn't give much of an answer. He was very vague. He said, quote, individuals, defense, forwards, and goaltenders, we need to be better, end quote. So just saying that everybody needs to be better. Um, I thought there was a good question asked by Dennis Bernstein. He's of NHL Network Radio, the fourth period. He does the Kings of the Podcast with John Hoven. Uh, he was asked about what Drew, Drew Doughty had to say in the media, calling out his teammates, and what Rob Blake's reaction was to that. And I think Blake was speaking not only as a GM, but also a former player who's been in locker rooms and had those conversations. He said, quote, player-to-player -player conversations do more to affect change than anything that he or the coaches can say so i would say that was an endorsement of what drew dowdy had to say and that again yes players do need to take more responsibility in the end i've said this even though i was an advocate of the coaching change this is more on players than coaches 
but you hope that new voice in the room can change things. But ultimately, it is on the players to get the job done because they're the ones on the ice. Uh, as for some other things that Blake had to say um, in his opening statement, he did thank Todd McClellan for what he did for the Kings while he was head coach. He thanked him for getting the Kings back into, into the playoffs. Uh, he was also asked how difficult of a decision it was, and he said basically it's no fun um, that he went to Todd McClellan's house. They talked for about two hours when he let him know that the decision was made to let him go as head coach, and basically that uh, this is the bad part about being in charge because he said, quote, you hurt people you care about, end quote, or sometimes you have to make decisions that hurt people you care about. That's that's a pretty powerful statement, and I, I get it. Look, these coaches are big boys. They understand the business. Todd McClellan, this is the third time he's now been fired as a head coach. He understands if you don't get the job done, this is going to happen. There was an old quote from a, an old football coach named Bum Phillips uh, who said there, there are two coaches, those that have been fired and those that are going to be fired. And it's true. Uh, it is very, very, very rare a coach gets hired and then he gets to go out ultimately on his own terms after a long, long career. So again, Tom McClellan, he gets it. He's a pro. He understands it. And he's also getting well compensated. He's going to get paid $5 million a year next year to not coach. We should all be so lucky, right, that we lose our job and get paid $5 million a year to not do it. That having been said, if you've ever been fired, it sucks. I've never been in a management position to have to fire someone. Pretty sure that would suck too. So, And especially if it's someone, as Rob Blake said, that you care about. It's not a fun part of the business, but it was unfortunately a necessary part. And as far as Rob Blake's future as the general manager of the LA Kings, he was asked about that. And he probably had his most direct and strongest statement that he said when he said, quote, I fully understand the repercussions if this team does not win or have success. Just like with Todd McClellan, uh, this falls on him as well. The head coach takes responsibility for the wins and losses, but the general manager takes responsibility for the hiring of the coach and the, uh, the, the, the you know cultivating of the players, trades, moves, things like that. Obviously, the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade is front and center. It has not worked out so far as what the Kings were hoping for. I've said it before, ultimately, you're going to judge that trade based not only on this season, but down the line. But Pierre-Luc Dubois was acquired this season to help this season. It was talked about strength down the middle, making this team formidable to contend with down the middle. And so far, it hasn't really worked out, I don't think, to anyone's liking. If you're a fan, if you're a player, if you're a coach, if you're the general manager. Uh, we do want to talk about Brant Clark uh, put on a show at the AHL All-Star Skills Competition. Cam Talbot also is at the NHL all-Star Game. We got that and more coming up here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, happy Super Bowl Sunday coming up this Sunday, and we are going to celebrate not only as fans, but with our friends from FanDuel as well. As well. It's America's number one sportsbook, and if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring that best seat on the couch, grabbing all your favorite snacks, and just having a good time for what is basically a sports national holiday. And you can enjoy the game even more by having some fun with a bet or two. FanDuel has so many ways you can end the season with a W or two or three. Uh, not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also allows you to bet on which players will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign in. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 
the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The LA Kings played their first game after the All-Star break, coming up at home against the Edmonton Oilers, 7 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Uh, we did have a couple of Kings participating in All-Star events this weekend uh, and today as well, as a matter of fact. First Kings goalie Cam Talbot took part in the NHL All-Star game and skills competition. Uh, looked like he had a great time. It was certainly a once-in-a-lifetime experience for him. Uh, I saw his family was there with him in Toronto. Probably the highlight for him was he got an assist in one of the games, uh, long pass down the ice to the Ducks, Frank Vetrano, who scored. Uh, Talbot and his team Hughes uh, teammates lost their one and only game to Team Matthews 6-5. to five. Um, Hopefully that experience will help Cam Talbot to kind of hit the reset button by getting away from things in L.A. for a little while. And then now he'll be hopefully ready to come back, show more of the form that got him to be selected as an NHL All-Star for the second half of the season. Also, Kings defenseman Brant Clark is going to be playing in the AHL All-Star game tonight in San Jose. But he also took part in the skills competition on Sunday, and he put on a show uh, winning the accuracy shooting event. That's the event where you have the plates uh, on the uh, parts of the goal. Uh, and he had four shots, and he hit four plates. He can't do any better. He was perfect, and he won that uh, accuracy shooting competition. Also took part in the rapid-fire competition. Also a special night for him, not only because he got to be an AHL All-Star, but his brother, Graham Clark, who plays in the New Jersey Devils organization, was an All-Star as well. So nice. Uh, I didn't realize that that was the case when we talked about whether Brent Clark will or will not participate in that AHL All-Star game, but obviously with his brother there, that's a huge deal. I mean, that's probably something that will never happen again. Maybe at the HL level, at the NHL level, it would happen. That would be amazing. Uh, we've certainly seen brothers like the Hughes brothers make it to the NHL. But anyway, well-deserved for Brant Clark to be an AHL All-Star. And hopefully he comes back ready for the second half. And, and hopefully he gets a little bit more playing time under new head coach Jim Hiller. Again, that's definitely a question I would ask Jim Hiller coming up on Thursday. Um, let's check the standings in the NHL as far as the Pacific Division and the Western Conference playoff race. Coming out of the All-Star break, you got the Vancouver Canucks leading the Pacific with 71 points. That's the most points in the Western Conference, tied with Boston going into today's action for the most in the NHL. Vegas in second place with 64 points. Edmonton has 59 points. They've got a three-point lead on the Kings, but they've played three fewer games than the Kings right now. The Oilers will play two games coming up this week before L.A. takes the ice uh, coming up on Saturday. Uh, Vegas uh, on Tuesday will be, uh, or I should say Edmonton is in Vegas on Tuesday and then in Anaheim on Friday. So we'll see if that Oilers 16-game winning streak will still be intact when they come to L.A., facing a rested and hopefully recharged Kings team in their first game under new head coach Jim Hiller. I mentioned the Kings, 56 points. Um, they have a two-point lead on both St. Louis and Nashville for the wild one of the wild card spots right now, LA is that number one wild card team. St. Louis is number two. Seattle's four points back of LA with 52 points, and then you got Arizona and Calgary still around 49 points, but they're seven points back of the Kings. Again, going forward, looks like St. Louis, Nashville, and maybe Seattle will be the teams that LA is competing with for a wild card spot. If the playoffs started today, it would be the Kings, the number one wild card team against the Colorado Avalanche, the top team in the Central Division. Uh, Avalanche are in action tonight against the Rangers as the second half is getting underway 
tonight. Also, before we close it out, I want to give you a rain report. It was not a great past seven days for the Ontario rain. They went 0 for 3. Tuesday, they lost to the Colorado Eagles 6-3. Samuel Hellenius got his eighth goal. Taylor Ward his fourth. And somebody named Cody Heiskanen, his first goal uh, this season. I'm unfamiliar with that player. Uh, Eric Portillo was in net for the rain. Had a tough one. Six goals allowed on 32 shots. Friday, the rain lose again to Colorado 5-2. Brant Clark did go down and join them for that game and the next game. He scored his eighth goal of the season. Colton Young, another player I'm not familiar with, gets his first of the year. Aaron Dell was in net. He allowed four goals on 20 shots. And then Saturday, the rain lost to the Calgary Wranglers 3-1. Taylor Ward, his fifth of the year. Eric Portillo allowed two goals on 29 shots. And Brant Clark got in a fight in this game, and thankfully uh, it went well. He did not get hurt. Uh, so that uh, that's certainly a good thing. But Brant Clark uh, showing some, uh, some feistiness down there in the AHL. So coming up for the rain, um, I should mention they're 22-18-4 now with that 0-3 week. Uh, they've dropped to sixth in the Pacific Division. They're going to be off until Friday. Then they're going to host the Henderson Silver Knights, and then they're off for a full week again. So not a lot of, uh, of rain uh, games coming up for you if you're a fan or you keep track of what goes on with the Kings AHL affiliate. All right, for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, coming up on Tuesday's show, Russell Morgan from Hockey Royalty is going to join us. We're going to talk about the coaching change for the Kings, what to expect in the second half, and lots more. Uh, coming up on Thursday, we'll have a full breakdown like we did today of the Rob Blake press conference. We'll have a full breakdown of the Jim Hiller introductory press conference. Again, that comes up on Thursday. And, of course, on Friday, it's our usual fan feedback show. Uh, I've got an interesting email to share with you uh, from a listener uh, that I got recently. Uh, the email address, if you'd like to send an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. And if you're watching on YouTube, love you to post your thoughts in the comments section below. I uh, would love you to stay interactive with the show on social media 24-7 on X, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe out there. And as always, go Kings go.